It all does matter, doesn't it? Did I say that right? Everything matters. You know why? Why do you think it all matters? It, it matters, or how it matters, is because of consciousness. It's like if it's not built on what you do necessarily, it's built on your consciousness. That's why it matters. So what if God never had a conscience of you? He wouldn't have died, would he? But he did. So he died. Because he knew we were in sin. So in his conscience, he had you there, me there. So therefore, the conscience is what produced the work. Well, the conscience was full of love. So, like, I love you, Tim. That's God saying, I love you. You're in sin. What am I going to do about it? My conscience is that I can't let you die. So I'll die for you. Like, I can't let you stay in death. That's what I'm saying. Like, so, in my consciousness, I will die for you. And I think consciousness is, it ties into what I spoke about Sunday, about the mind. Love the Lord with your mind. But to, to you guys' point, you know, when you think about what God is doing, what he has to say, what he's all about, everything is built upon what's in his thoughts and his conscience. And conscience is interesting because it's not just a fleeting thought. Consciousness is something that is active and is there continually. Whereas sometimes in the mind, you can have thoughts come and go, don't you? What if you were a thought that just came and went in God's mind? Like, yeah, I was thinking about Megan the other day, but that was the other day. Where is Megan, Lord? <laughs> I was thinking about her, but I haven't thought about her in 10,000 years. Like, but God doesn't think that way, does he? In his conscience, you're always there. You're always active in his conscience. So he cares, doesn't he? So it's like, the question is then going to be turned back on us. And the question is going to be, what's in my conscience? What, what, do I, what kind of conscience do I have? Is God always in my consciousness? We say, well, you're conscious. That means you're alive. Okay. That's one, that's one part of it. Because there's going to be many parts of it, right? But then... Some of you have greater consciousness than others. So some of you may think on the things of God and have that present in you more than others. I think you alluded to that a moment ago, Michael, when you talked about who would know what it costs to lay down their life. Like Paul. Like Paul's consciousness was... I'm going to lay down my life to the max for the call and the sake of Jesus Christ. 
Look at the different conscious. A Pharisee had a consciousness of law, but not spirit. So therefore, everything they did was out of works of the law, and then their consciousness, it all came back to to please them. How do I look in front of the people? How do I think I look in front of God? How do I present myself? Jesus came as like, bring him over here. You're healed. But Lord, aren't you afraid of how you look in front of people? What? Bring that devil over here. You're, get out of him. <laughs> you know, it's like the consciousness was different. The, the love was different. God's consciousness compared to ours. So I have a question. You know, like where is the level of your consciousness with the things of God? Some of you, your consciousness is, I've got to be as faithful as I can and whatever God asks of me, I will do it. There's others who have a consciousness of, I love God and I will give myself to God, but not everything. I mean, I'll give some of it, but not everything. I mean, really, this 24-7 thing, that's, my consciousness is, you know, not 24-7. It's more like 12. <laughs> it's like, okay, 12 and 3. <laughs> Whatever that means. I have no idea where I'm going with that. <laughs> it's, it's give me 12 hours of the day to serve God. And the other 12 i got to have for myself. But then, then i got to figure out where does sleep fall into that. <laughs> Well, you can't sleep for 12 hours, Tim. (laughs) Yeah. But the point is, uh, you know, it's like our consciousness allows us to give so much of ourselves. So how much of our consciousness are we willing to give? And Paul always said, you know, I can't let someone else's consciousness judge me. I have to let the consciousness God put in me judge me. So what I find interesting is you got a couple different scenarios. And this is tricky. Let's say you have a person that is really faithful in everything they do. They're they're willing to lay down their life all the way. The next person says, look, you do that. I'm going to have my wants in here too. I'll be at church, I'll be there, I will join in online and do this and that, but you do all of that, I'm going to do me. That's the saying we have in the world anyway, right? You do you, I'll do me. (laughs) Well, the consciousness is the key to everything, isn't it? So the bad part is when the person laying his whole life down judges the person that doesn't and is angry at them for not doing it. Then the person that doesn't lay it all down makes fun of the person that does. Where Paul says, look, you got to let God be God. And you cannot go around judging everybody by your consciousness and then trying to put your consciousness on another person back and forth. 
it's never going to work. It just won't work. So what, what was his solution then? It was to, whatever you do, do it in faith. So if you're over here in this consciousness, whatever consciousness that is, do it in faith. Is there any sin in faith? None. Now, this is the interesting part. Some people could hear this and leap for joy because they feel like I'm letting them off the hook. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I only have to be this faithful? Wow, Micah has to be this faithful? Yeah, like I'm this faithful as long as I do it in faith. But now, can we do that? We wouldn't want to tempt God, would we? The point I'm talking about is what does your consciousness allow you to be in Christ? Whatever it can allow, whatever measure you can meet, meet it with all your heart. But do not use slothfulness and laziness and um, lack of desire as an excuse. We give everything we have in our consciousness. That's all. Yes. If your all is this much, do it by faith and give it all. Now the parable, remember the little woman that Jesus showed us? Others were given more money, but they weren't given all. She gave little money, but gave all she had. She had the greater reward, didn't she? While we like to judge, oh my gosh, look at this person. I'm more faithful than they are. See, that's a Pharisee. Do you know how, see, God had to teach me this early on. Because if if you're ever going to be a leader to people of God, you better get this right here straight in your mind. Because if you don't understand consciousness, you will throw everybody into a pile and say, if they all don't meet the same exact thing, then you're a failure if you don't. That's not true. Because I could see this person over here loving God with everything they understand. But it's interesting, that person may not be able to understand everything. Well, who are we going to question God? Are we going to blame God? No, I'm going to tell that person, keep doing what you're doing. Now, don't I do that? I tell everybody, keep doing what you're doing. Come on, let's go. Let's build on what you have. And then you take this person over here. If they get lifted up with pride, well, God's pretty good at knocking the stilts out from underneath your feet. And lowering you down a notch. (laughs) God's good at that. But what if, what if all the conscience, let me get this right. All the consciousness is. (laughs) Is that right? (laughs) All of our consciousnesses come together. That don't sound right, man. What if it all comes together? Your conscience and your conscience and your conscience and your conscience all comes together, but it's all by faith. Would God be magnified? 
Would a healthy church be right here in our midst? See, I don't need you to give stuff you can't give that you don't possess. I don't want that. Because if I let that come into me and say, ooh, well, they gave me something that I expected from them. I shouldn't be expecting it. If it's what you don't have. Because then it causes you to lust for what you don't have and what you can't get. So you can't get from God. So you you try to go after it yourself. You're going to fail, first of all. And second of all, if I accept that offering, wicked shepherd, you should, it's not going to happen. So what we're looking for is, what is in your conscience? Can you give all of that? Now, if you have this much in your conscience to love God with, and you're only given this much, now we got a situation. So does that now give us the authority to come in and correct that? It does, doesn't it? Because all God ever asks from his people is just give me all your heart. Give me all your soul. Give me all your strength. Even if it's this much, give it all to me. And then there's room to grow. How big is God, Tim? Put your hands up and show me how big God is. You can't measure it, can you? So it, it would be hard to say if you're given this much and, and you're trying to be like God. Well, guess what? I can't measure it. God cannot be measured. So what do you do? Just keep giving and receiving. Receive more from God. Give what you've received back to him. With increase. Because God loves increase. But that right there, doesn't it remove guilt? So back to the point, does it all matter? When you give everything you have, are you ministering to Jesus, Tim? Aren't you? And that... Brian was the one that started that question amongst the deacons about, you know, how do you minister to Jesus? We had a good talk about that. And right away in my mind, I thought, that's, that's easy. I just give him everything I got. And he loves it, Keith. He loves everything you have, Brad. He loves it, Naomi. He loves everything you have, everything he has given you. Even if it's one word and you give it back to him in honor and worship and ability and, and just works, whatever that may be, he loves it. It ministers to him. What's greater than that? Say, so, well, I don't know how to minister to Jesus. Yes, you do. Be 100% obedient to what he's given you. I didn't say be 100% obedient to every a word in the Bible. Did I say that? Who can? I'm not even raising my hand on that one. Jesus. Jesus could. He's about it, isn't he? 
But if you're 100% giving to him of what he's given you, you're pleasing God. I'm going to tell you, you are pleasing God. It's when you step outside of that consciousness and try to go into somebody else's. It's interesting, right? We say, well, I want to I live like Rick does. I know Rick loves God. I want to live like Rick does. Well, can you have the same consciousness? If you can, then you will. If you can't, what are you going to, what's going to happen to you, I should say? You're going to fail. Yeah, because his consciousness is built on all kinds of heavenly experiences and earthly experiences, plus the physical world experiences in the church. Take all of that, now you got his consciousness, and now he's required to live by that. Take one of you, and I would venture to say you take most of that away, if not a lot of it. And here you are in your consciousness, and you're just saying, well, I have to be like Rick. I have to be like Rick. No. You have to be like what the Word Jesus gave you. That's what you have to be like. There's your consciousness. Now, if you have a consciousness built upon that, You'll never fail. You'll never fail. And I want to say, you know, we have, uh, I'm going to interject this right now. We had, we got several people in the church. Uh, I don't know if you knew, I wanted to announce this tonight. Marty is, is back in the hospital. I talked to him. He's bleeding again. Uh, man, that guy's been fighting it. JM's dealing with some heart. Mike's dealing with some issues. We got... You know, the Stala family, bless them. I mean, my point is this. Our bodies and this world, literally, it, it just falls apart at times, doesn't it? The other families are dealing with all kinds of things. Some of you got medical issues that you don't even really talk about. You deal with them. But here's the thing. You have to be able to live by the faith of your conscience. And you, if you let... All of this stuff, even from the physical body of, of sickness and trouble that happens in the families and in the world, if we let all of that into our consciousness, we'll live by that, won't we? See, our consciousness makes us who we are, doesn't it? Now, in our consciousness is love and joy and peace, the fruit of the Spirit, all of that, but all of those are words of God that sit in the consciousness. So we're either in a consciousness of our own physical life or we're in the consciousness of the Son of God that's in us, the daughter of God that's in us, and so on. So what's it going to be? In our consciousness, we want to please the Lord. If we're letting all of that stuff into our consciousness now, no wonder... We have this much God in us, but can only give about this much because, well, the rest of that is going to the consciousness that we've allowed from things to come in us. Now, so how, I mean, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with that? Say, so, well, you, you guys, apparently, you guys never fear, you never doubt, you never question. 
You appear like you're a, uh, an angel from heaven that just never has a problem the way you guys talk. But that's not true. I mean, yeah, angel from heaven, I love it. I do my best to stay in it all the time, but I, I'm going to tell you, we're all human. And the same doubts and fears that try to come into your consciousness, don't you think they try to come into mine? Do they sometimes succeed? Sometimes. Sometimes they get in until I catch them. Sometimes they get in until the Lord shows them to me. You know why? Because we're human. We're all human. But our consciousness, it matters, doesn't it? So how are we going to live for God tonight? How are we going to do it, man? It's like whatever God's given me, I'm going to fill my consciousness with that, and that's going to be who I am because that's my consciousness is who I am. So if, if I see the world as just garbage and I believe that and, and my whole life is filled with that consciousness, everything will be about garbage. My complaining, my thinking, my bitterness, everything will be about it. My consciousness will be about that. I don't want to bring that consciousness before God, do you? So I think we're going to do it by faith. We're going to build on that. And I want you guys to know something. Every one of us, we, we just, we got to deal with the struggle. We have to. Because it is true, man. It all matters. Every bit of it matters. Say, well, how do I handle this struggle? It matters how you handle it. We have to accept the reality that's around us and realize that how we handle those things do matter. I can't just, I can't just say I'm going to give up today and tomorrow I'll do it. We can't give up every day. We have to fight the fight of faith every day, don't we? So get some help, man. That's what we're here for. Get some help. That's why I want to gather the family together so greatly. It helps. It helps having like-minded. And if, if two of you get together and you're like-minded about the destruction and the sorrow... Whatever you do, one of the two of you, smarten up and get a third person in that conversation. <laughs> hey, we're about to do a three-way call here. Let me get so-and-so in this call so we can get our minds right. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, this has been a pattern that has been true my entire time in Chicago. Has been that when I was down in my thoughts and I did not want to go hang out with Rick, and he was always wanting to hang out. There were days that I honestly didn't want to because I was just troubled. The minute I got around his faith, it was locked in, guaranteed that all I had to do was sit down and talk to him. By the time we were done, we, I'm on cloud nine. I, I ain't worried about a trouble in my life. You know how many times that happened to me? My whole first 10 years. Right? I mean, it's true, isn't it? Everybody that's talking, hang out with Rick, you know it's true. So I said it in my heart. That's what it's going to be like when people talk to me. 
It's going to be about the joy of the Lord, the heart of God, the commitment of God, the faithfulness of God. And that becomes a reality in your consciousness. It's good stuff, man. So don't, don't do the, you know, hanging out by yourself or hanging out with people that are hanging by themselves and join with people that, that can lift you up, raise you up. And it don't always have to be me. There are other people in the church that have, you know, excitement about God, right? Am I, am I right? Yes. <laughs> Amen. So that's what I'm saying. It's like it, it doesn't have to always be the call to me. I love it when I hear, hey, I was talking with somebody and we were getting excited about the Word of God. I love that. I love that. So consciousness does matter, doesn't it? And we're going to live by a consciousness of God. That's, that's, that's what I'm after. And those that are having uh, troubles right now, let's pray. Let's join in. Let's, everybody needs encouragement. And let's do our best to help what we can, how, however we can, whatever that may look like. It's probably going to be different in every situation and every person, right? Sometimes a person, this may sound crazy, but sometimes a person is in a time of need and and this probably will surprise you when i say it but sometimes people just don't need to be preached to they need a hug man they need to know someone actually loves them and so if you come with your arms open for me i'm gonna naomi come here stand right here i'm raz and everybody knows i don't hug a lot of people but I'm not that emotional person. I'm, I'm not the person to hug and cry on. I'm, I, I have my part, right? But some of you are good at hugging, so I'm going to let you be the huggers. <laughs> I think you know where I'm coming from. I'm saying because you're human, I understand that part, and I'm not going to, for me to force that word on you when, it, when you can't get it that day. But I will be back. And there will be a word that will help you out. See, but I know that. I've learned that. Today may not be that day, but tomorrow might be, and it will be. Or the day after. And so I'm, that, I'm just saying, I, a hug's not a problem, man. Loving somebody's not a problem. Uh, encouraging somebody's not a problem. Encourage one another. And if you don't have it, get a hold of somebody that does. And so I think... Conscience is the key here. We've got to be able to access the spirit. And so while hugs are temporary, let's be clear. Is that true? (laughs) You'll need another one. Well, the words of God are not temporary. They're eternal, so they last forever. That's our goal is to get that word in you so it lasts forever. And so while I say, yeah, hugs are great, but... They won't help you a week from now, probably. But that word you got in your heart will. It will. And so why, while I'll excuse those other things, I still say the word of God is the greatest thing in the world. Getting into the heavens and the spirit is the greatest thing in the world. That's the consciousness that I work to build in you every time I see you. Because that's a thing that's eternal. God bless you online.